Hey guys, we're Workplay Branding, a visual marketing company invested in changing the way you create content online for your business for less than $500 a month. We have been using the Workplay method to launch visual marketing strategies for businesses all over North America and Europe. If you are wanting to uplevel your marketing, we are giving listeners of the Workplay podcast an exclusive video bonus offer on their first workplace shoot for free when you DM us the word podcast. This offer is valued at $1,500. And again, we are giving this away for free. To claim this offer, go to at Workplay Branding on Instagram and DM us podcast to claim this exclusive free video bonus offer valued at $1,500. That is at Workplay Branding on Instagram. DM us the word podcast. Don't miss out. Welcome to the Workplay Podcast, where we deep dive into how to create a visual marketing strategy that actually moves the needle. Take a peek inside the minds of hundreds of Workplay members who have created successful visual campaigns that have generated millions in revenue. It really takes who you are into consideration so much, which I do think is really cool. It's like for your design, you know, you want a website that reflects you. You want words that also reflect you and connect with your audience. But then it comes to visuals and it adds just a whole nother layer of showcasing your personality and what people can expect when you show up. Welcome, Becca, to the Workplay Podcast. I'm so excited for you to be here because you have done wonders in terms of our funnel and our conversion rates. You are just a magician with words and selling and funnels. Ultimately, that is what amplifies marketing with your visuals. Becca, what is your business and how long have you been in business? My business is Black Diamond Coffee Co. I am a copywriter and I originally started my business as a side hustle back in the summer of 2017 and then quit my marketing job to take it full time in December of 2019. You've been in the game for a good amount of time. You've worked with so many big people in the industry as well. How have you seen the online business landscape change or over like the past few years? I think right now more than ever, like people's buying has totally shifted in a way where they want more authenticity and they really want to get to know the person that they're buying from. I do think the buying process has begun to take a little bit longer. People really want to make sure that they're investing in good businesses and they're actually getting what they're paying for. I think, you know, during that boom of COVID, it was wild. So many people starting businesses, which is great, but a lot of those businesses, they're no longer even in business. So it's a lot of it was like pop up really fast money. Everything was kind of expensive at that point. And people were just shelling out money left and right for anything. There was no accountability. And I think a lot of people got burned from their investments. And they are now like, I am not doing that again. I'm not just so freely going to be giving out the money that I've earned. So I do think it's taken people now a little bit longer to make purchasing decisions. And they just really want to make sure that they're investing in something where they're going to get a return. Us as business owners, then when the market shifts like that, have to be more strategic and more savvier, essentially, about how we are marketing. What you thought, like just putting up a Facebook ad 
from what I have heard from so many workplace members and so many people in general is that's not working anymore. A huge part of generating leads and sales is copywriting. Me and you have talked about Mm -hmm. this countless times. How do you believe that visual marketing amplifies the copywriting. As a copywriter, people will come to me, they've invested, you know, in their in their website design, for example, and they come to me after and they're saying, you know, I invested in this design, it looks amazing, but no one is converting, I'm not getting any leads. So I always say it's so important that when you are investing in your visuals that you're also investing in your copy. Because they play such a huge factor into each other that we are like highly visual beings. We love aesthetics. We want things to look good. We want nice. We want picturesque. We want that Pinterest like vision. But we also need it to say something. So when people do enter your funnels, it's so important that the first thing that they see is that visual. It's really easy to process that information. You can say, okay, yes, I really like this. This looks good. This looks professional. This like resonates with me. But then the copy is what's going to capture people's attention and make them say, okay, I really do want to work with this person. This person, this company, this business feels like it's aligned with me, with my values, with what I want out of business. And that's what's really going to make the difference and push the needle over. So I think that they are essential together. Having those visuals is what is going to draw people in initially. The copy is what's going to make them say, okay, I actually need to work with this person. This is the answer to the problems I've been having. But you need both in order to effectively convey that message. Copywriting is a little misunderstood, especially in this industry. Yes, yes. So what is copywriting? Where does it go? How does it even remotely correlate with sales, leads, revenue? Yes. When I go out into the real world and I'm like at my eye appointment and I'm like, oh, I'm a copywriter. I have to like back it up and explain what that is in the very simple form. It's really funny that every time I'm in the real world, nobody knows what it is. But it's so important. So basically, I say copywriting is the words that people read through your marketing material. So it can be anything that's on your ad copy, your email funnels, your website, your product descriptions, your sales pages, everything that you need in order to connect with your customer base and sell is copywriting. In all businesses, I firmly believe need copywriting. You can't sell anything if you don't have words. They're everywhere. So it's really important to leverage sales copy in a way that is selling, but doesn't feel like overly salesy. Nobody wants to buy something from, I shouldn't say nobody because people do it, but like that bro marketing where it's shoved down your throat, to me, that's so inauthentic and nobody wants to, well, women especially don't want that around them. Selling can feel good when it's done properly. Something that I hear all the time also from my clients is like, I'm a really good writer, but I just can't write my own website copy or I can't write these email funnels. I don't know what to say. So there is definitely an art to copywriting where you're balancing that human connection and sales at the same time and making sure that it feels really good to your target audience. I also want to point out that copywriting can be the difference between converting at 2% and converting at 10%. And when you're spending money and time and energy to creating the visuals that are going to sell the product or service, 
you want to make sure that you're getting that extra 7% that of, of conversion that maybe you couldn't do if you weren't working with a professional. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've had a client come to me. She wrote her own sales copy. It was her own funnel. It was a low ticket funnel. She wrote the email copy. She wrote the landing page copy. She had it for months. I think it was like three months, not a single conversion. She hired me to rewrite the funnel copy and rewrite the landing page copy. She updated it that same day she got her first sale, which was wild. Since that, she sold so many because it was flowing into a membership as well. So we got not only that initial purchase, but because that initial purchase was working, she was then able to sell into her backdoor offer, which was her membership, which nobody knew about because nobody purchased in the first place. So it can make a huge difference. I have another client, she was doing a bundle sale and she was like, I only want to sell through email. I'm going to be out of office. I don't want to show up on Instagram and I want to hit my goal. She sold more just through the emails that we did together than she did the previous time she launched with social and her email list. She surpassed her goal, which is huge. So it makes such a difference when both of those people, they tried on their own first. And then once we worked together to redo those emails and the funnels, they saw more success almost immediately than they did on their own. Even workplace branding, you've done our email copy for our list, essentially our strategy that helps to bring leads back into the frame of mind of workplace branding. Mm -hmm. And even that, we were in that position where we wrote all of our copy ourselves. And then we invested in your email power up. It's crazy. The open rates went up 10%. So this is such a real thing, which is why I definitely... I want to get into all of the nitty gritty. Mm -hmm. You've been through the work play method yourself. You know the ins and outs. What do you believe anyone who's already had their upcoming visual marketing campaigns created inside of the work play method, what do you believe they need to do in order to generate leads and sales? If you could just walk us through getting really granular start to finish, what would you do? Definitely the comp the compelling visuals first. Like we already talked about this and I know they have them since they're in the method. Those visuals are what is going to get people in the door initially. They want to see that. They want to feel it's cohesive. They have that consistent branding, that consistent image. So it's not feeling scattered, disjointed, and it's going to be really drawing them in, which is what you want again, in order to get people even in the door then they're going to need that effective copywriting that speaks to their ideal clients, where they're at, their pain points, their desires, what they ultimately want. They're also going to need clear and effective call to actions. I feel like this is something that's so overlooked for some reason, but you really need to tell people what they need to do and where they need to go next. So having those call to actions, it's like whether it's you want them to subscribe to your newsletter, you want them to buy your low ticket funnel, you want them to fill out your contact form. All of those buttons needs to be pointing to one place so people are not confused on what they need to do next. And again, it's really clear and effective. They also need to be using some type of email marketing, social media marketing. Again, those visuals are going to be so important to getting people in the door with that. So, you know, if you're going to have a landing page for a specific offer, 
make sure the images are consistent with the landing page that goes then into the email funnels. If there's an ad that kicks off this, you know, make sure those images are the same and it doesn't feel disjointed. You do want to make sure that everything is cohesive, especially if it's like all pointing to one end goal. I've seen people, you know, take specific photos for one launch that they then use that on the the emails, on their social media, for their ads, and then for their sales page as well. So you know that you're in the right place every single time you see it. And it's also creating that offer recognition, not just brand recognition. So if you are using the same images throughout your whole launch campaign, it's a very clear like, oh yeah, I forgot about this offer. You just see that image and it like, something sparks in your brain where you're like, oh yeah, I did want to buy that. Let me go back and relook at the sales page or like open the emails as well. Emails highly effective. And I would say vastly underutilized in the online space. Something that people don't understand is that having your subject lines is very important. But the one thing that's more important than your subject line is actually the sender name. So the more people recognize your name, the more likely they actually are to open your email if they know it's from somebody that they want to hear from, somebody that's launching, they're more likely to look for that name. And then the subject line is going to actually take them to open that email. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I want to back up really quickly to what you said about branding the offer, because this is something that we've been talking about and noticing a lot over the past few years on who is leveling up in their business versus who is falling behind in this really big market shift that we're experiencing. Mm -hmm. And most successful people I am seeing are branding the offers and the visuals around their offers so that the things that they're also investing in like ads, copywriting, landing pages can become more recognizable and in return convert All of the email providers are now allowing you to put really easy visuals in tandem with your email copy. I know Flowdesk was one of the first to do it, but now Kajabi does it really easily. I know the other ones are doing it. So this is something that these tech software companies that service our industry are noticing as well. Visuals plus copy equals higher conversions. Yeah, absolutely. How does data play a role in how the two work together for a business owner? Okay, data is so important. It is, it should be the foundation of which your marketing decisions are made. And then it allows you, the business owner, to refine your strategies to achieve better results. That's essentially what you should be thinking of when you're investing in your visual marketing and your copywriting together. Copywriting essentially is testing what's working, but you should always be willing to modify that by learning through like your click-through rates, your open rates, even like your save rates, share rates on Instagram. There's always the ROI that you should be looking through for your launches. And it comes down to paying attention to those numbers and setting up your funnels that way. Like you said, your open rates have increased by where we're doing their funnels. And they then are like, okay, this email is performing lower than the rest of the ones in the funnel, what can we do for this? So then it comes down to, okay, if you notice your open rates are down for one email, 
try to A-B test that. I would even recommend A-B testing your subject lines, which is so easy to do. They'll just send it to a specific number of people on your list, see which one gets the highest open rate, and then send the email to the rest of your list with the best performing subject line. So if you're testing that out on your weekly emails, then it becomes, okay, people are opening this when it's a subject line that creates curiosity or it's got a number. Pay attention to that. And also notice what you're opening as well. I think people kind of forget about this. Like notice what you're paying attention to. So if you're opening your inbox on a Monday morning and you see all these emails, which ones are catching your attention first. And same thing with Instagram. You open up Instagram, see which posts are catching your attention and why are they catching your attention. So the data is important because you are seeing what your audience is responding to, but you're also then considering what you're responding to as well so that you can make sure that your marketing feels good. Data is so important and not enough people know their data. So if you're somebody who's like just getting started with data, make sure you're looking through your open rates in your inbox. Make sure you're going through your Instagram posts from the last like month, last 90 days, last year. See which ones are evaluate the overall theme. Like why? Is it a personal story? Is this a data back? Are you sharing stats about your industry? Are you sharing case studies, testimonials, what is it that you're sharing that your audience is responding to the most? And then see which conversion rates are coming from that as well. I remember one time I did a post about an about page about how it's not about you. And somebody reached out to me and they're like, that post really stuck out to me. Can I hire you to rewrite my about page? So if there's any literal direct where people are saying, I saw this and now I need to hire you, notice that and leverage that. Data, it seems complex, but it's actually not. And it's just about noticing if the number goes up or if the number goes down, noticing how people react and how what people say. A lot of times when you're measuring whether or not, for example, visual marketing is working, because visual marketing is so intertwined with huge strategies like copywriting, like funnels, a lot of data can be heard from how people are reacting to what you're putting out. Are they saying, hey, you've up-leveled. What's going on here? Oh my God, I love this. And and I'm loving this. That for visual marketing, at least, is really good data. And then for like your marketing strategies, what Becca is saying is so important. There are so many softwares out there that literally track this data for you. You don't even have to worry about that. (laughs) Oh yeah. Where do you feel like your business has up-leveled since being intentional with visual marketing using the Workflow Method. It gives more people confidence in my brand and how I show up. One thing that drives me mad is when I see somebody's website or I write copy and then I see stock images that absolutely say nothing about the person. That kills me. It helped me actually incorporate my brand colors. I think a lot of times... People are investing thousands of dollars into their branding. And then at the end of the day, they're not even leveraging their brand colors. I didn't actually think about what color outfits and accessories I was wearing in my brand photos before I invested in the method. It made me more aware and show up more intentionally across everything that I did. I was like, okay, now I actually have graphics that are on brand. Everything looks cohesive, which makes me show up more confidently and makes 
the people who are considering working with me feel more confident in my brand. I would say I'm definitely not like the most professional person with how I show up. And I'm okay with that because that's me as a person. But having those visuals that are all very consistent and cohesive, people know, okay, just because I'm not ever going to be wearing a power suit does not mean that I'm not really good at what I do. It gives people that like sense of assurance where they're like, okay, yeah, you know what? She's going to kick ass writing my copy, even though she's not in an office wearing like a power suit and high heels. I will never, that's just not me, but that doesn't make me any less capable with my business. It's overall confidence in everything. You're describing the epitome of how visuals and copywriting even come together Mm -hmm. because inside of the method, you get to show up as you, you don't have to show up as the editorial version of you. You don't have to show up as like the person that sits behind a desk in PJs either. What will happen is you'll create an identity online that is so polished, that is so cohesive. Mm-hmm. And then when you bring in the copywriting, the words to even communicate with the people that you're trying to serve. It's like, bam, bam, bam. You don't have to show up like you said in a power suit when you have the two yeah. combined. Your photos take your visual element like up a whole nother level. I remember you saying to me one time, you were like, we were in Rocky Mountain National Park and we were just sitting in a grass field and you were like, yeah, I've never, your brand, is the only brand like I've ever shot that's like this. It really takes who you are into consideration so much, which I do think is really cool. It's like for your design, you know, you want a website that reflects you. You want, you know, words that also reflect you and connect with your audience. But then it comes to visuals and it adds just a whole nother layer of showcasing your personality and what people can expect when you show up. And I think that is so key because there were so many times where I actually felt pressured. I was like, well, should I be showing up as more of the editorial? That seems like it's really popular right now, the black and white, but that's just not me. And that's okay. Cause that draws my people to me. I, I remember I decided years ago when I was like first showing up and I said, okay, if somebody doesn't want to work with me because of the way I'm dressed right now, like if my hair is in a bun or something, I don't want to work with them either. The method has really given like that permission to take into consideration who you are as a person and allow you to show up that way. Once you have those visuals that represent you, your copy can then do the same. It can support that same vision you have for yourself and your business because it's your business. You can do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. It all like plays in together in such a powerful way. There's so many different personalities out there. How do you as a copywriter take that into consideration? So let's say like a workplay member is like, all right, cool. I have my visuals that feel like me. I'm doing something completely different. How do you as a copywriter play off of that to make sure the copy and the visuals are indeed all aligned and it's being put out into the world with full force? I've refined it so many times over the years. Something that's really cool is I started VIP days back in February of 2020, and I've done over 200 days. I'm really proud of that. I'm always learning so many different voices, so many different businesses, where now it's become, and I've realized this over the years too, I've had a lot of different experiences in my life. I've done a lot of different things. I've talked to a lot of different people. I can really tap into throughout my life to then feel like I'm putting myself into this person's shoes, especially when it comes to their ideal client's desires and pain points, which is important to get into that headspace when you are writing copy. But to back it up, to make sure it's like feeling aligned with the visuals, 
My questionnaire is not a normal questionnaire. The questions I ask are like, what's your favorite TV show? I want to know what you care about as a person. That's what helps me write copy. Of course, I'm going to ask you, you know, what do you think your brand voice is? What pieces of copy that you've done do you resonate with? Are there any Instagram posts, emails? What is a good reflection of your voice? But I also then want to know like the deeper layers of who are you as a person? And how is that showing up in your business? Are there any sayings you like? What's your tone of voice you're going for? Do you want it to be professional? And having those images already too is going to be so important. And being if you have images where you're like popping champagne, you're surrounded by balloons, you're like in a towel, like in a, you know, at a pool, those are fun. You cannot have formal copy with images like that. They really need to work together. And that comes down to me actually wanting to get to know you. I love people. I always have. And I find, you know, talking to people, having deep conversations, very like interesting. I just want to know you. So I think that like desire to actually know people, to care about people, and then having all the life experiences that I've had, and then taking into consideration their visuals, what they're going for, and just who they are, again, as a person outside of their business is so important because that's 10% of what we see on stories anyway. People reach out to me all the time from my stories and they're like, I love the lifestyle content you put out. I want to work with you because of what I see you do in your spare time. That's what people connect with. So it's really important to then take those elements into your business with you and make sure that they stand out and they're not being diluted by this image that you think you need to have. Stop being who you want, who you think your audience wants you to be and be who you actually are. The right people will come. Let's say someone has their copy all figured out with you with a workplace power up. They have their visuals in line. What are some tools that pair really nicely with what you create inside of the method plus your professional copywriting? Are there any softwares that you would recommend? What are some of the tools in the toolbox that we can use? Something that's really easy to use right away is Hotjar. It's a heat map for your website. You can see where people are clicking, where they're falling off. It literally color coats your screen. I enjoy using that for my portfolio page on my website. I get to then see which pieces of work that I'm highlighting people are actually interested in clicking on. And then I can know, okay, I need to put these towards the top. It's the image, it's the name, it's something that's capturing them so I can move those to the top. Another one that I have is Google Data Studio, which I actually have set up for my websites. It was a great investment, I will say. I didn't set it up myself. I paid somebody to set it up for me. But basically what it does is I can see who or how many people have viewed specific pages and taken specific action on my website. So I can see this many people viewed my VIP day page and this many people have actually submitted the form. I can review that number month after month, year after year to see that. Same with my work with me page. I can see where people are going and if they're completing my contact form because that's where that call to action button is going and getting to that thank you page. I also have it set up for my email funnel or email opt-ins on my website so I can see how many people are actually viewing a landing page and then how many people are actually submitting their emails. It's like Google Analytics, but it takes it a step further and it's very concentrated on the actions that I want to see people taking. So then I know, okay, the, the call to action must not be working or the copy probably needs to be tweaked because this one funnel is getting way more attention than the other funnel. I can evaluate that and then make tweaks my copy as needed or change an image, change a headline, change where the opt-in form is on the page. There's just so much testing and tweaking. So then you can say, okay, 
this is working, definitely give it the same amount of time between I had this for two months, so I should have this for two months to see if it's working better and then evaluate again. And then another thing is like, use your Instagram analytics. Like those are so great. (laughs) They tell you everything. And same with your email marketing software. I personally use ConvertKit. So it tells me how many people are subscribing or unsubscribing every single day. I can see like a graph. I can see how many people are unsubscribing, what they're clicking on, my open rates, all the things that you can see in an email platform, which are really helpful. But also make sure you're considering your specific goals. So my goal with my email marketing software is probably different than most people's. I don't really have a ton to sell besides my services. So when I email my list, my goal is not to get them to have a click rate. My goal is more open rate. My open rate for every single email I've ever sent, my average is 49 point something. So over every single email I've ever sent, my open rate's pretty good. 50% is really good for my list. And I'm really proud of that. That makes me feel good. And I get replies to my emails, which also makes me feel like I'm seeing success in my own way because I'm not comparing it like, oh, my open rates 1%, but I probably put a link in one out of four or five emails. It's not my goal, but I know that. So I'm not worried about it. I'm like, okay, I basically don't ever put a link. So there's nothing for people to click on. So Again, consider your own goals with your, when you're looking at it. Do, what do you want your Instagram posts to do? Do you want people to reply? Do you want them to save it? Do you want them to comment? What actions are you wanting people to take? So make sure you get clear on that in order to then determine like what data is actually important to you. I would say when you're first starting out, data is so far off your radar. Mm-hmm. And I would challenge that to say, even if you have no idea what we're talking about right now, go ahead, go get Hotjar, go get you know the platforms that have the data because data takes time mm-hmm. to create and gather. If you have that running in the background, when you are ready, when you do that launch, when someone asks you, okay, when Becca asks you, what's your open rate? You have actually something to go off of. I see a lot of people wanting data after the fact. (laughs) Even if you have no idea what data it is, how you're going to use it, implement it now and implement softwares that have it now. And then you can come back to it in six months and be thoroughly surprised with all of the amazing, accurate information that you have. The only thing people I feel like know the money that they're making. So there's so much more. If you look at your data, you can say, oh, if I could just tweak this, my open rate can increase and then I can make even more money. What type of prep can you do before your workplace shoot to make sure your visuals are aligned with your strategic copy? I would say go into it prepared. Know what you want to use your images for. So I always knew that when I go into a shoot, at the end of the shoot, when I get my photos back, I'm going to favorite the ones I like. I'm then going to download all the images to my Google Drive folder. I'm going to send it to my team. And I know my team is going to use it for blog posts. I know that those are going to be the new images for the blog posts. Real covers. So like what type of content do I want to be creating where I can then use these images across obviously all my social media, but for real covers, specifically for Instagram posts, are there any new, am I going to redo my website? Is there a new product that I'm launching? Is there a sales page or a landing page? What am I doing? Currently I'm in the process of creating a new freebie. I haven't created a new freebie in years. I'm like, okay, it's time. So it's like, what images am I going to use in this freebie? And I want all the images used in it 
to be consistent. So basically knowing what you're going to do with the images will help you prepare for what type of shoot you want. And another thing is I always, I hate being like underprepared. I'm an overpacker. Everywhere I go, I like have four or five outfits I never actually wear. So for me, I was always, I want to pack too much for my shoots because then I will have too much and not enough, which I do think is important. If you don't wear everything, that's fine. But like better to be overprepared, know what you're going into with how many outfits you're actually going to need. And then what those outfits are going to be used for at the end is are they going to be updated your website with these new images? Are you just going to be using them for social? Are you launching a new product? Are you launching a new freebie? What are you going to be using them for ad campaign? Just get really clear on that. So when you go in, to your quarter shoot, okay, for this quarter, these images are going to be used for XYZ. And you have a very clear plan. Yeah. And ask the people around you, ask your team, what type of imagery are you craving as well? Because a lot of times if you have a team and you've delegated off a lot of different marketing things, or you have an ads manager, sometimes just a simple ask, like you might think you have your idea, but then they also might have ideas since they're the ones that are working with the content on a day-to-day basis. You can always ask them and then we can include that. Yes. Yeah. Why do you think it's worth it for you to do this four times a year rather than once every two, three years, like the traditional way of doing things? I cannot imagine only doing photos every couple of years. The thought of that, I don't understand. I Even before the method, I know I told you this, Eric, I never did that. I was still investing in regular shoots. Like, if you're sick of your images, <laughs> your audience is going to be too. I think about that with even websites all the time. I redo my website copy once a year. I'm in the process of doing it right now for next year because... I feel we're constantly going through an up level and change as this industry grows and it grows so fast. It grows so much faster than anything corporate related. You don't have to go through anybody. You can change your mind every single day if you want. My website copy right now, it's great. But to me, I'm like, well, I can make it better. And I think the same thing with your images. It's like this image from two years ago, I don't even recognize myself anymore. Like who was that person? You grow so much and so fast. I think it's so important to keep your images relevant and up to date so that you can evolve with your brand image instead of using those same photos you've been using for years. And then you're just like throwing some like canvas stock images in the mix. Cause you're like, I can't have my whole feed looking the exact same. No one's reading my posts anymore because they're just scrolling through this image of my face again that I've posted for the 10th time. There's no way to just do photos once every couple of years. It doesn't even make sense in my brain. If you could give Workplay members one piece of advice for going through this process, what would it be? I would say be prepared, which can mean a lot of different things. But again, be prepared with what you're going to be wearing. Make sure it is on brand. Make sure you feel comfortable and confident in it. Make sure you know what you're going to be using your images for. Make sure they feel, again, like you. That visual representation is so important. Show up as you are and how you want to be perceived. Don't show up as who you think you need to be. Thank you, Becca, so much. 
this has been so much fun. Where can everyone find you and all of the beautiful content that you've made inside of the method? We'll cover all of the power-ups that you're creating inside of the method for Workplay members exclusively so that you guys can pair visuals with your copywriting very smoothly and seamlessly inside of the process. My Instagram is at Black Diamond Copy Co. You can see all the images there. Um, and then also my website is blackdiamondcopy.co. Those are the definitely like two places that I'm the most active for the collaborations that we're doing. I just know that it's going to be so impactful. We did it together and you saw it in your own business. I've seen it in my client's business and I'm so excited. These power-ups are going to be live by the time you guys are listening to this podcast episode. If you are a member, you can chat with Sierra, your brand manager inside of Voxer if you want direct links, but you guys will start to see this all roll out in the next month or so. We're so excited. Becca is a true professional. If you want to talk about data, this girl knows her data and she is going to raise your conversion rates like crazy. Thank you so much, Becca. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. This podcast is edited and produced by the Virtual Assistant Studio. This episode of the Workplay Podcast is brought to you by Workplay Branding, a visual marketing company invested in changing the way you create content online. In 2019, they revamped the Workplay method and have been using this exact process to launch businesses' visual marketing strategies all over North America and in Europe. Head over to WorkplayBranding.com to learn exactly how you can launch your visual marketing strategy and cohesive brand for less than $500 a month.